Welcome to Front Row Geeks. discovered the secret of the old uh, 2019 uh, Harkins Cup. What? Okay, it had all these l- movies on it, and clearly like um, Captain America's Shield, the Lego Brick for the Lego Movie 2, things like that. Pokemon, uh, the Pokeball for Pokemon. Detective, P- Detective Pikachu. Yeah, and it's like, we managed to guess most of them, except the one which is just a pick. A what? A pick. You know, Minor pick. pick. Uh-huh. And it's not like, well, Minecraft isn't coming out, and that's not even the pixel the pick, so mm-hmm. it can't be Minecraft. And I finally realized, after a full year, it's for the uh, Playmobil movie. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that's what I would have guessed, because there's what else is left, but I, but I haven't seen anything about the Playmobil movie to know a pick was involved. Uh, it's just not the only thing left, and I think it, it, it's the only thing that visually hits the same sort of stuff, so... Mm. Now I'm going to have to watch the trailer to see if there's a pick in that in that trailer at all or something. Eh, I don't know. It's not that important. Mm. But that's the You know what is important? Star Wars. Wars. Episode 9. Now we finally get to talk about it. Yes, we... the end of the Skywalker saga. So we can begin the Skywalker saga. Come closer. Okay. Because we're going to have a lot to discuss. As, as or shout. Head, as a heads up, me and Eddie saw it. Uh... MPX did not, but he is of the opinion that he read up on it. Doesn't <laughs> I have can. read all the spoilers? Okay, maybe not all the spoilers, but enough to know already know all the one special ones. So this is going to be a spoilerific episode. So if you haven't watched it, you can't talk about Rise of Skywalker without getting into spoilers. I yeah. hate to say it. Yeah. So if you don't want spoilers, go listen to Front Row Perspective and Strad, or finish this episode by turning down the volume and just going about what you whatever you were doing. And then we can get listens. So, do that. So, welcome to Front Row Geeks, everybody. Let's do it. Okay. So, uh, I guess let's start with initial impressions. I I like the movie. I liked it a lot. I was okay with the movie, but for a Star Wars movie, I actually feel like it falls flat. All right. And Tom, you not having seen the movie, what do you, what do you feel about what you've heard? Ah... Uh... Disappointment mostly. Ah, okay. It, it has been a critical disappointment, like from everybody, from people that have been Star Wars fans for a long time, and people who are really enjoyed the direction that Disney Star Wars was taking with the Last Jedi. Both of these camps that literally dislike each other uh, did not like this movie. I've liked all three of them. Like, yeah, I, I know. I, I don't quite get. And while I do think that. The Rise of Skywalker could have been better. No, not even. Well, I mean, yeah, always, but but I can. A lot of things that I was reading up, like in, since after the, since the movie watched the movie was like, yeah. if you like the Last Jedi, you're not gonna like this because it changes the whole red parentage thing. Well, yeah. And I thought if they were gonna change it, I think they changed it in a way that worked for me. Like I, well, I, I accepted the, the way technicality they changed it. that her parents were nobodies. Mm-hmm. But her grandfather was somebody. It's yeah. nonsense. Eh. My, my thoughts were, like, in the scene in the second movie, the way I thought it would have worked if J.J. Abrams was still in control, show the parents absolutely nothing about them. Then go to her grandfather. Or to hint that there's something else in the darkness. Yes. that the Because, fa- like, remember, that they said that that point was supposedly connected to the dark, uh, like the darkest of the dark side. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, in case you're wondering what we're talking about, uh, she's the granddaughter of Palpatine for some reason. For some reason, because what reason do you need it to be? I mean, it's a movie. Palpatine doesn't seem like somebody that would ha- get his groove on at all. <laughs> he doesn't seem like he would have father kids at all. Uh, his dad could have been a test tube baby for all we know. 
This is true. I mean, it could have been just an off-brand Snoke that decided to go, I want to live! I want to yeah, love! Literally just like, I I wanted... Because, I mean, Palpatine's a guy who's drunk with power. We know that. Yeah. So he could have just like, I want someone in my image. Because that's what people in power do sometimes. Therefore, or, he makes Snoke and not himself. Or he tried to make himself, but pass him off as his son. And then the guy was like, no, I'm my own person, fucks off. Of course, well, this comes from uh, initial leaks and supposed things that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was going to be coming in as a young Palpatine. But I don't know if that's going to show up. In fact, one thing that I'm wondering about this entire thing, okay, I know this should go to the end of the thing, but uh, is whether Disney is going to be releasing a director's cut of Rise of Skywalker. You think there's another cut that exists that is going to be there, completely different? All the rumors I've heard, there are multiple cuts. Okay, so let's 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 tackle let's it for there. Let's go back I mean, to the movie. For, yes. for, I guess if we're talking about the movie, critically speaking, I think the movie made clear that the the change in directors was, was why did you do that, Disney? I mean, I, I would say that's a good question. Like, you now that we've made this far, let J.J. Abrams do a George Lucas with the original prequel trilogy. With the prequel trilogy of just simply giving them carte blanche and just direct the yeah. entire thing. Yeah, why? Why did we have a change in director at all? Why? Why uh, did we thought that we can get away without a, a single vision running into this? Because uh, the first problem is is that is that there should have been a outline. There should have been an outline stating, okay, we are starting from here, and this is where we want to end. It can be vague and it can be simple. Like Ray starts as a desert child with no connections to this wild world of fantasy that is a galaxy far, far away. And ends being enriched by it, by being welcomed and, like, champion of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it really feels like there was never a solid plan, because outside of Rey, most of the other characters don't really have proper character arcs, it feels like. Like, the closest would be Kylo Ren. Yes, I think Poe gets it a lot too. He was definitely he would definitely win from like like wild like a wild guy to to leadership throughout his arc. Uh, Tried to. I think he succeeded in the end. Um, Finn, I think he, I think for him it was always just accepting that he outgrew being a stormtrooper, like not yeah, just rebelled against it. The stormtrooper in Episode One, and then became a static character throughout of just. Uh, no, but I mean, even the Last Jedi, he wasn't. Sure, he, he he left being a stormtrooper, but he wasn't sure if he wanted to stay with the resistance. Hmm. And we got, hmm. I think we got him to confirm that that desire to do so. I think overall, maybe he had the least development, but I think he he served as a rock for the other two characters that were developing. Because Ray and throughout this movie, Ray and Poe were the ones who really met hmm. met their end goal as a character, and Finn was their rock for it. Mm. Finn Finn supported both of them in that journey, so I think we already saw a, a completion of Finn of Finn's journey in the last movie, mm-hmm. that led us to okay now he will be Poe and Ray's rock, mm-hmm. and I think that worked out in that sense. But I but yeah everything that was done in, in that regard could could have gone deeper. We've we've seen deeper. It was also a matter of you know what exactly was the first order uh, is it the first orders or the new order. First order. Okay, first order. Uh, mission statement, because, you know, from what I've heard uh, in this movie, they reveal what was Palpatine's endgame. Yeah, his final order. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear a spoiler on that? Hmm. Supposedly he ordered, ordered 67. Instead this was order 67 instead of order 66. It seems like a really inno- a really bad choice of fan service there. Because yeah, but why bother? But what choice? Because it, it is, it's not in the movie. Well, yeah. yeah I, I mean, it's rumor at best, but until we get the novelization. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> which knowing Disney, that's like three years out. I think so. I feel like they're pretty quick about those novelizations. Uh, I don't we'll get know. Within a year. For uh, sure. t- actually, I wouldn't say that uh, Eddie's wrong on that because uh, I did read the novelization of Attack of the Clones. Uh, probably before the movie came out, and then I before this week I read like a like a prequel book to this, mm-hmm. like what happened for the resistance between between the two movies. Yeah. So like they're pretty good about putting out books. Okay. Um. Okay, David. All right. So let's 
I need you to be our guiding poster since I guess I think you're in the middle <laughs> as far as our opinions go. So kind of take us through. I mean, I don't think we need to explain the movie. We're not going to do anything like that. But uh, let's let's use you as a guide. What what are you thinking here about this movie? Okay. What what rubbed you the right 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 way or wrong way? Um, weirdly enough, the stuff that actually rubbed me the right right way. Putting that in a weird context. Thank you, Eddie. <laughs> God. Um. For Skype. <laughs> The uh, I actually liked a lot of the action scenes mm-hmm. and special effects. Well, that's kind of hard to not go like, oh god, why are you mentioning special effects? It's Star Wars. Well, given the fact of like the last couple of movies, there were a lot more like great uh, like by special effects. I mean, there was a lot more puppetry involved, and by puppetry, I mean they actually got Jim Henson's fucking studio back. Yeah. Anyway, um, other factors that I'd say were pretty good, um, tr- not a lot for character-wise. I like the environments because there was a lot more variations, and then we finally got to see the Sith quotations homeworld. Which, who the fuck were the guys in the robes? I feel like they were just more clones, more Snow clones. Okay. It seems like that was what the implication was. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm guessing they were just there for uh, lantern chanting. Yeah, which <laughs> yeah, also they were kind of neat. I like that, but I think that was just that's a, that was for them a quick like oh this is who Snoke was just another Palpatine puppet. Yeah, and maybe the Snoke that we saw was one that just got a little grandstandy. Well, in the factory, probably got a little uppity because of the whole scarring. Because mm-hmm. like they actually show in a scene. A clone tank, with, and, and there's two Snokes in it. And they don't have the big... They, they don't have the... Scar. Scar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's see, other aspects. There were a lot more comedic scenes, kind of like how they they're usually were kind of snuck in there. Um, yeah, I did like that. Like, uh, like the whole, like... Ray finally using the mind control powers, mm-hmm. and then did she do that to us? Yeah, that was fun. Uh, there was yeah. a scene, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, no, probably the best fight scene is when Ray is actually on Kylo Ren's ship in his quarters. And they're fighting, and he's on the streets on the planet. Well, yeah, I know this weird thing of where they're fighting each other in two different places. Yeah, the... the... And it's interacting and doing this thing. And admittedly, it sounds like an interesting setup for stuff and continuation from what Ryan Johnson did with uh, The Last Jedi. Because it did demonstrate that there was some weird interpolation of where they were with each other. Because there was water on Kylo Ren... When they were on, ja- when uh, Ray was on Jakku, and the Force can mess with with quantum physics, but no, it the also f- feels like a bit of an what ha- the only. It also feels like a the only reason why it exists is so they can have Ren, uh, Ray, and Kylo talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, they actually have a fight, and because Kylo's on the, since he's on the planet, he's trying to figure out where Ray is. Mm-hmm. And because he can't see anything really behind her. Well, yeah, I know. The idea is that they can sense each other and interact with each other on a limited basis, but they don't actually know where the other is. They can't see what the other person is seeing, essentially. Yeah, but in this case, the it's upgraded a little bit because Ray slashes a pot that's on the planet, and all these berries just start spilling out on, on his uh, vessel, yeah. On, his, on the, his floor. And so Ray takes a swipe, and because Kylo is like a big, oh, must worship dad, granddad, he's got Darth Vader's melted helmet on a pedestal. Yeah. She accidentally swings, smashes the pedestal. He looks down, and immediately goes, "That's where you are." And goes, "Everybody, lock down the ship. She's in my goddamn personal quarters." Not an exact quote, but. 
Oh, oh, this sounds like a different scene because I thought it was the opposite. Like he was trying to find her on the planet, so he yeah, no. that also happened. He's talking about the necklace scene. Yeah, the neck. Okay, is, so it's this sort of like there's the, two scenes. This, yeah, there. Okay, they fight during that force. I I would say there are three scenes where they had direct direct connection. The well, first one is where Kylo like is trying to find her in the galaxy, and she's like on a, on that desert planet. Yeah, and she's wearing a necklace. And this that is the, first, from this the, the first time we see that, that things can traverse the well, quantum no, space. Well, no, as I said, in The Last Jedi, it does demonstrate this. With the fact that, you know... Oh, my phone! It's my alarm! Oops. But he's able yeah. to take his necklace across the galaxy. That's what I want to say. Well, and, yeah. Uh, and then the next scene is that they're trying to rescue... Uh, they're Chewie. Trying to, no, they're trying to get... Well, yeah, but then they had that fight. That's what yeah, we were just talking and that's about. where the fight happened. And then the final major time that we see that is when Rey passes the lightsaber to Kylo in the, in the final fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, nice... No! The the, the one thing I'd say about the palace... God, stop it! I just want to stop it! Shut okay, up, stop. Thank, thank shut, up, shut, shut up, shut up. Shut up, phone! Anyway, continue. Uh, the palace, as I'm gonna call it, the every time I saw it show up, all I could think of is, "Hello, Deep Thought. Didn't expect to see you here." <laughs> That's messed up. Deep, the palace okay, is this palace on uh, whatever the, the planet Sith is. planet. The yeah. Sith planet, but the problem okay. is, it looks like uh, you remember Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, movie. I know, big block. Yeah, it literally looks like Deep Thought. Yeah, a little mm. bit. Now that you mention it, it does kind of look like it. It didn't occur to me while I was watching the movie, but... Yeah. So they really played around with this this whole, like, like quantum entanglement thing going on. Well, yeah. yeah I guess I it was special the, to them. Well, I also heard that the, the reason for why it was happening in the first place because Palpatine let it occur in the first place, continuing from what Snoke said in Last Jedi, I was saying that he arranged it. Well, so if Snoke that. arranged it, it was yeah. less so this time. I don't think Palpatine was manipulating it much this time. It seems mm-hmm. like whatever Snoke bound together yeah. they were able to grow on their own okay. that's why we got the, the item switching mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. like that that was them now mm-hmm. having control of it Palpatine was not involved with it yeah um although he probably allowed it to continue because like ah I'm just gonna just take this makes more power for me um yeah. probably going on to the neutral stance on things uh Neutral wise, I think it really just it just ends the whole Skywalker Skywalker thing and Jedi in general. But they technically did that last film because they it's like there's not a lot of plot points left over from the second movie because they all got shut down. Well, I think that was the point. This is to wrap everything up. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is, is what one reviewer said that was really uh, a good point that I thought was that The Last Jedi essentially concluded the trilogy one movie early. It solved a lot of plot I mean, points. It, 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 it did, did, except that we still had a resistance that needed to be Well, completed. we still had a resistance and we still had the new order, but we didn't know exactly how much were on either side other mm-hmm. than the resistance was dwindled down to enough to fit in the Falcon. Mm-hmm. And the new order was like, you know, maybe a Star Destroyer? And a lot, well, and then obviously everything escalated in the next movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I, and I think we have to remember that there's that war is maybe still important. So I think that's why I'm okay with that. That yeah. was still a thread. We still had, and then we still had emotional things to, to deal with. Kylo having just become the the leader, we were figuring out okay, what's he gonna do yeah. with this new power? Ray having to figure out that she's now the last Jedi. How, what does she have to do with that new responsibility? And, and mm-hmm. I feel like we had a completion to all that in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's, there were still some emotional stakes that needed to be reconciled. Right. And I think it, they reconciled them really well. Um, probably going on to the bad points now. All right. Because there's not a lot of neutral. But, A, I hate to say it, but there was absolutely no character development. The only person I'd probably put that got some... Was Ky- uh, was Ben slash Kylo Ren? I just don't I just understand why you don't see that in Ray and Poe. Ray and Poe also got development. Yeah, but they kind of like how much of that development was just within this one movie and not like over the arc and such. Uh, all all of it was over the arc. 
I'm well, talking about just the movie. I mean, within the movie, you got you got you got the completion of Poe's Poe's from. We saw it in the last movie. He was very much a fighter. He wasn't thinking big picture. He was, you know, the mutiny that happened. And this thing was like, okay, I want to be a better leader. This time I want to be a better leader. Mm-hmm. And then in... once Leia kick, unfortunately kicks the bucket, that's when he's like, okay, that gets. Well, now I don't have a choice. Now I really have to do it. Mm-hmm. And it was a really nice scene where where Lando comes in and kind of I think helps him kind of get the last piece of that picture in. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, okay, okay I, I, how do I do this? I'm not, I'm not ready. And Lando's like, well, none of us were ready. You know, all the he lists all the main characters that we know and love. He's like, none of us were ready. We just had each other and we went forward. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a, the last thing Poe needed to understand to be the leader that he needed to be for the Resistance. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like that speech just kind of it came off as kind of a Deus Ex Machina speech. Friendship speech. That's what it was. On one hand, I agree that if there was anybody that was going to mentor him into thinking that, you know, maybe you can do this, is Lando. Because Lando does have a lot of leadership capabilities. I mean, he ran Cloud City. Yeah. Uh, You don't run a city. General. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's after that. But you don't run a city without having some leadership capabilities. Um, But no, it's just a factor. It's like, it can't... It's like that during that entire part, it was back to back to back friendship speeches, which to me pulls it off as, oh, hell. They're resistance fighters. That's what you need when you're a resistance fighter. But no, it's Propaganda? like. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> when you're fighting against the, the, the former empire, yeah, a little, hey, um, we need to sack ourselves up for this is probably what the doctor ordered. But no, it was like. We had Poe's, we had Ray's. I forget what Finn's was. Again, Finn didn't have it here. He finished his journey in the last movie. He needed to be the rock in this movie. He needed to be the steadfast, like... Uh, Emotional what, support. Who, what's yeah. the character from Gurren Lagann who dies in seven, seven episodes? Kamina? He's the Kamina in this movie. I don't he think so. Die. He didn't die in life. Except, except he didn't die. Yeah. But he was the believe in the mean that believes in you guy in this movie. That's, that's, that's what his purpose was. Is that, Poe, I know you can do it, so shut up and do it. Ray, I know you can do it, so shut up and do it. Mm-hmm. I would have felt a little bit okay, a little bit better, if the, quote, friendship slash encouraging speeches were done at different times. Like, if Lando had pulled Poe aside when they first met, I would have been more okay if the speech for him was put there. Yeah, but if I understand this correctly, they found him on the planet of partying, or mm-hmm. as many people mm-hmm. have uh, Epiphonius called it, Burning Man Planet. Thank you, I was just thinking <laughs> that. Yeah, Burning Man Planet. <laughs> and uh, it's a thing of like, that's not really where Poe is doing any leadership stuff at the moment, because yeah. he's just sort of like in a small party, so it's not really because Because that first part for him is like, okay, I, I gotta complete the mission, I gotta do it for Leia, I gotta do the resistance. Mm-hmm. Like that's that was at that point that was his, his end game, or his his goal mm-hmm. at that moment, mm-hmm. which eventually translated to, what's the bigger picture? Yeah. Like, but um, the other thing about these kind of things is that you know we only had three movies. And oh, okay. And here's the problem that I have that I think is the biggest problem with this entire thing of the expectations of Star Wars versus. The reality. Uh, Star Wars, in many ways, is the primordial uh, blockbuster trilogy. Mm-hmm. It is the first one that made a big stand of like, hey, doing a lot of sequels, doing the sequels will get you uh, fame and fortune and stuff. It's very successful. It mm-hmm. proved it. It demonstrated the quality of, of uh, special effects heavy works and things like that. Uh, but when you compare it to what the Marvel movies have accomplished, Star Wars is dwarfed. Yes, uh, you know, and I don't disagree with that. And I, I think Disney needs, needs. I mean, and not that I want everything to be to be Marvel. I mean, maybe I do, but I, I don't know. I think to, to immediately say we need to be more like Marvel is not that your mission should not be your mission statement. Well, it's not about being more like Marvel yeah. because okay, it's the thing about saying we want to be successful. Well, anybody wants to be successful, but the point that I'm making out here is that what used to be big and bold for 1977 mm-hmm. to 1983 uh, for those three movies is now considered uh, minuscule and tiny. 
And you know what the problem with that is? I think because I think you're, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're right. I think that nails kind of what yeah, was trying to do in the beginning. Movies with. are become so big. But look what happened. And I hate this because I love the Last Jedi. But look what happened in Last Jedi when they did something that to up that boldness. Mm-hmm. They got fucked by the fan base and and who I think is a minority, honestly. But how, yeah. we spent like, like almost the whole year about how much we needed to redo that movie that it failed, Luke. That it's like. You wanted boldness. The boldness that started in the first movie, by the way, that subverted expectations and, and, and tropes. Uh, what, and, The Force Awakens? No, no, no. The, sorry, the very first movie. Well, first of all, I would say that the first movie never subverted anybody's Oh, absolutely it did. But, the, the but only that's thing, a different the, movie. The only oh, thing that it subverted, the only people that got the, their expectations were subverted were probably the executives and producers that put money on this and expected it to form okay as a science fiction flick. Didn't really expect anything more than, uh, you know, maybe a good payday. All the characters in that movie are subversion. No, no, no. Yeah, they're, they're traditional. I, but, well, Excuse me, they're taught as traditional archetypes. The entire thing of using Star Wars as part of the typical uh, hero's journey has been a thing for over 40 years. Well, well, we'll have to revisit this one day because we'll, yeah. we'll be here all day if we start going into that. But Well, yeah, okay. if we start going back through all the things but, and stuff like that. But I'll stand by the fact that any attempt at subversion that was done in The Last Jedi was assuming J.J. was impacted by it at all. and he might. It's hard to tell whether he was or wasn't. Well, I think he was because he, okay, he took Force Awakens. And set in motion a bunch of little plot threads and things like that. Like the question of who's raised parents are. And like... Uh, is Snoke important? Uh, is Snoke important? Or this or that? or like, Who is actually Snoke? What is the First Order ultimately? Yeah, yeah, we can say that they're just simply Imperial cosplayers uh, deciding to destroy the galaxy for fun, shits and giggles. But... Why? Uh, why? Like... And who had the acumen or resources to build up the First Order again? Well, it's, and the worst, the funny part about that is, is that a lot of that is explained in other media, which I don't know if that's a pro and con because that's kind of a con. I would say the biggest problem is that the movies need to stand on their own, and, Wait, and I, the trilogy needs to stand on. And I think it still does because you didn't at least even in Last Jedi by that point. It almost like who, who cares how they how they got what the powers they did. You can probably think up of a get of a guess of why it happened. Be okay with it. it they, we didn't need another thirty minutes of explaining why the first order became the first order again in minute details. We just know that they rose from the ashes of the empire and twenty years later, conveniently. Yeah, why not? All the training, all the secretive stuff they were doing, and part of that is because I know what it is they did to do it, and even explained a little bit in this. Well, movie yeah, too. they explained a bit of it in the Force Awakens with the yeah. fact that they used brainwashing on mm-hmm. people like Finn. Yeah, heck, that's and, a plot and, point that could have been followed yeah. up. Like, what's Finn's family's doing? That's the thing that at the end of the movie we we find out there's actually Finn's new love interest. Not I Rose. don't think it's a love interest. I think we're pushing it. I think I feel like it was Disney playing matchmaker of like we need to make sure all of our characters have somebody to love. But they didn't even do that. It wasn't it was there was none of that. All 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 this character was to Finn was another stormtrooper who who defected. Who defected and mm-hmm. he, he knew he wasn't the only one and there was camaraderie in that. That's mm-hmm. what that was. As a heads up, uh this new uh I forget her name. There's so many names. But she... Oh, no, I don't think she had any. I think they just gave her... No, no, no. No, she did actually introduce herself. She does have her name because they have to put it on the action figure. Oh, I thought that was just a designation. Yeah. My bad. Well, they gave her... She provided her name and then her designation. Okay. Uh, Is it similar to Finn's? Yeah. Yeah. She was an actual trooper trooper Mm -hmm. versus Finn and his... Well, he was a trooper. He, he, he was, was a on, technician. He was on a planet. He, he was technic- okay. To properly put it in a uh, military terms, uh, she was actually probably a marine. Yeah. While Finn was an auxiliary technician. In other words, he was there to fix tanks, not drive them. I mean, we we saw him in the battlefield in the first movie. Well, yeah, because they, as they stated, they did rotations with the idea of like you need to have some combat experience. Yeah, even yeah. and you know, uh, shooting civilians that have no arms, uh, armaments, and such, is pretty good experience for complete uh, nincompoops like Finn. How do we get this tangent again? Uh, talking about you know, uh, I think like, finding, uh, trying to find out Finn's parents. 
well, not before that. Fans, but we were talking about uh, what what got us talking about the first movie in character oh, moments. It, well, yeah, well, the whole point is, sta- is bold state was subversion, subversion. Ah. That I think Jedi tried subversion, and I think it was it worked. It was great. It's what it should have been there, but a lot of people complained about it. And I think Disney and, and JJ were influenced by the backlash of it. Uh, I don't think the, I don't think Kathleen Kennedy and JJ were influenced by it. Uh, I think JJ. Uh, you think they were influenced by the backlash? No, I don't think they were. I think Bob Iger was influenced by the backlash. Hmm. Which is the CEO of Disney mm-hmm. and would care more about the bottom line and things like that. And of course, then again, mm-hmm. uh, well, we still made a billion. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, the movie made a billion because nobody knew what it was going in. They had no expectations going in. They were going like, well, let's hope. Well, I mean, this movie makes a billion, and then I don't think this movie's going to make a billion. Really? Uh, you, okay, there is one point that is a perfect demonstrator. Okay, uh, the Chinese box office. Admittedly, it's completely unimportant. For, you know, stating about the critical importance of the film. But it does demonstrate its commercial success. And as you know, the Chinese market has become a bigger thing for Hollywood these days. Mm-hmm. Well, The Force Awakens opened up moderately well. And The Last Jedi did better than The Force Awakens. But to put it simply, uh, it's only made uh, $1.5 million in the Chinese market on opening day. And it is in fourth place. And in fact, uh, like the number one movie in the Chinese market right now actually has a actor that was in uh, Rogue One. The, you know, the uh, Chinese guy, that Force user. Oh, the well, he didn't use the Force, he just believed well, in it. He's Force right. sensitive. Was he Force sensitive? I'm pretty he sure he's Force, force sensitive. sensitive. It's the difference. We're talking between... about Ip Man, right? Yeah. Okay. I think it's more about how, you know, you end up having a character, uh, and that's usually a high point for. What they, why they ended up going for these uh, actors is to uh, have sort of actor recognition in the Chinese market. It's just fun, too. Well, it also allows for a diverser cast. It allows for more interesting people to show up. And, you know, sometimes you need to give people a chance that you wouldn't necessarily give a chance to. Mm-hmm. So... Agreed. But uh, it's just... I don't think it's going to be as commercially. I don't think it's going to be a commercial success. And unfortunately, I mean, if it honestly, if it isn't, then I mean that's going to be fucking disappointing because then <clears throat> Disney's not going to put what they should. If well, if this movie point, doesn't succeed, we're not going to get good Star Wars movies after this, because I, this needed to succeed in order to get potentially good Star Wars. I mean, maybe the Mandalorian will save it. Well, as far as I can tell, but actually, this is a perfect example of why. Uh, there is this big problem, I think. Uh, okay, as you know of The Mandalorian, if you should know, here's big spoilers, Baby Yoda is a thing. So, uh, Baby Yoda has captured the hearts and minds of many people. And for a character that the creators and showrunners of the show stated, they didn't want to deal with the spoiler problems of commercialization. They didn't want to have... Baby Yoda, the toy leak, so people would know, Baby Yoda is going to be in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's been a problem with, like, how much they were, uh, various outlets and, like, interviews were going off of, say, the droid mechanic in the thing, about how he's so precious and cute and should be protected, or about Dio and how important this character design is to be, uh, uh, just simply so cute and lovable. Like, they've been, been designed to do that. I thought Dio was taken from an earlier design of BB-8. Actually. It probably is. But what I'm saying is, like, these characters are... The, the character of Dio mm-hmm. and things like that are inspired from this. And there was a lot of, like, trying to create hype for these characters. Trying to say that these are uh, cute mascots that you should enjoy. And yet, Baby Yoda has destroyed them. Baby Yoda has maintained the lead, and uh, yeah, um, Disney is trying to wheel as hard as possible to get merchandise out as fast as possible of Baby Yoda. Oh god! And it, I think demonstrates, in some ways, a bit of the disconnect between Disney Star Wars the movies and you know the Mandalorian, because isn't uh, the previous director of Episode Nine on the Mandalorian? This is John Favreau. Mandalorian's John Favreau's work. 
Okay. Oh and, yeah. That's okay. That. Well, when you have John Favreau and John Trevorrow, I think. Trevor? Yeah. I actually don't remember. I, I, I know there's some other names attached to this, but I don't know. No, I was talking about the movie uh, for episode nine. There was a director before J.J. took over. I don't remember, honestly. And there's been some contention over that, such as uh, he stated that the Pal- Palpatine wasn't originally supposed to be part of episode nine. Hmm. Admittedly, they had problems already with the fact that they had Carrie Fisher die. That caused some probably huge upsets in what they wanted to do for episode nine. And Which I think they put her in well, well enough. Yeah, I've heard mixed bag things about They're, that. People can't unsee things. That's why I, I think if people are complaining about what they did with her, you're being picky. We, we did what we could. Well, yeah, but it's sort of a thing of that they already knew that she was dead. Uh, during the last Jedi editing phase. Therefore, they could have tried to do something there to fix it so they didn't have to deal with it here. It's a question of exactly who's to blame, and this is going to be probably the biggest thing that's going to be happening internally for Lucasfilm, is who's to blame for the the Rise of Skywalker. Is it J.J. deciding to give uh, Ryan Johnson the middle finger of like, hey, all your... All your theories about nothing matters doesn't matter at all. I mean, I think like, that goes back to the overall strategy of maybe you should have only they one, should have had one, a plan. Yeah, one person in charge, one vision. Some well, it's not just a, a one vision. It's a matter of they supposedly had a huge writers' room to guarantee what uh, the new Star Wars is going to be like. That was underneath Kathleen Kennedy, and uh, somehow they never. It, I don't know if they actually ever created a proper outline for what the series was because it sounded like they were giving the directors like free reign of just do whatever as long as it's not. Uh, yeah, and now again, that's not, not enough cohesion. But all right, David, what's next on your list? Okay, because we'll be here forever. <laughs> we will. Be. Um, we will be. Yeah. Probably the next thing is Palpatine himself. Um, I mean, like. Him coming out of the woodworks, it's like, uh, they're trying to cover up the fact that they killed Snoke last film. Second, how the fuck did he get the resources to make that plate? Uh, the Sith is actually really good at stock management and manipulation. (laughs) It's a not known Sith power that they can actually do that. It's like a reverse battle meditation? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Feel the creed. Which I thought Ray was going to use for a second there in that movie, but <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, not, not the point. But I, again, that's one of those things that, why, why are you thinking too hard about it? When, because it's a thing of, like, it, it, you, as you've complained about before, of that this was a chance to divorce themselves from the Skywalkers and mm-hmm. sort of uh, incestual storytelling of, like, it's only about the Skywalkers, it's only about this lineage, it's only about this. Why did they bring back Palpatine? Uh, they could have just simply, you know, uh, not even done Palpatine and tried to f- make Kylo Ren a much more interesting thing. Like, he's been defeated twice by Rey. So, say, instead of going to Exegol to meet Palpatine and see him and he says, Obey me! Or whatever Palpatine does. Uh, he actually meets, like, the Sith Force Ghost or something like that, or some ancient evil that initialized the Sith for the dark side of the Force. Yeah. Pause for food. Thank you so much for your Grubhub order. Thank you. You too. And now the rest of the episode will be filled with munching. We will eat these... On the table, like later. civilized people, or no, not? Okay, good. Yeah. All right, food is done. Let us continue. But I don't think you do enough editing to actually bother doing it. Take <laughs> no, that yeah. out. Yeah, I don't care. But um, person. Anyway, I'm trying to remember what I was talking about. Okay, the thing about having Palpatine coming back seems like a poor choice. Like they could have done something interesting with Kylo. They could have made him like fall even further down on the dark side and therefore uh, Ray has to do something more or something like that. I thought that worked because event- he wanted to be so much Darth Vader like so much and he ended up being like Darth Vader in the end. In a weird sense too much. He didn't like cut that. off any limbs, so no. Yeah, no nobody got limbs cut off. 
We needed somebody to lose a hand. Eh, I mean, he got stabbed. That's not losing a hand. He almost died. Okay, so he lost. I mean, he practically died. <laughs> he did die. Kylo Ren There's died. Been... And then Ben died. Then Ray died. Uh, no, no. Didn't... Ray Palpatine died. Mm-hmm. Didn't Ray have to die before Kylo because Kylo sacrificed himself to save, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, that makes sense for it. I think that makes sense because look, look at it. I, I think the same reason I think Vader made sense to be a sacrifice, narratively speaking, was that mm-hmm. in in this galaxy where Kylo Ren has been such a douchebag the entire time. Well, yeah, he's what life that can he expect if he were to survive this? Uh, well, it's a big galaxy, and he already did a name change, so it's not that hard. Maybe, but I think, I think it's it, more about the idea of the cosmic justice, yeah. sort of karma, if you will. And yeah, I would agree that Kylo hasn't been a net positive because let's see, he did most of his villainy actually in The Force Awakens. I mean, he murdered a defenseless village. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to imagine it, it, it was that wasn't the beginning of it. Well, yeah, I know. Obviously, the entire Knights of Ren plot. Also, did he murder all the Knights of Ren? Yep. Yes, he did. Of course. Uh, it was cool. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it was, and I sort of disjointed, like, yeah, this fight scene is cool. I wish it had meaning. It, what did it need meaning for? It was supposed to be just cool looking. Like, because I, it's a I'm all for like, movies what? having meaning, but uh, okay. I'm for movies having meaning. I think meaning yeah. is, is good and important and does wonders. I think a quote-unquote lack of meaning is not necessarily a bad thing. Okay. I mean, Star I Wars can be a spectacle. I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I can agree that Star Wars should be, it should have a certain amount of spectacle. Because, let's say, blowing up the Death Star is a spectacle. Having the Death Star is a spectacle, in a sense. Because it's erroneously huge for no good reason other than to be huge. Yeah, it can destroy planets. Uh, but when you have the entire galaxy-wide thing, destroying a planet is sort of like saying, I just burned down a town. What do you think they should have done with Palpatine, David? It's not at all? I would have liked... It's weird because, like, I understand why they had to bring Palpatine, but my thoughts... Darth Plagueis! But then it would have been yeah, too much but that would have been worse. That would have been worse, I would say, because uh, while Darth Plagueis who was introduced in uh, Episode Three, uh, Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. uh, nobody would know who, who you're talking about, even if he could say like my uh, well, apprentice, uh, Darth Sidious, which would then also confuse people because I mean they just used the Palpatine. Well, yeah. Well, Emperor, Emperor Palpatine is his proper name, the Emperor, and he did go by Darth Sidious during the prequels. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's the thing is that like, I feel like if they did Plagueis, not not to just do the whole meme thing, but the factor of like introduce him so that they could finally start working on the old Republic, so they could get people interested in the old Republic. We can do that elsewhere. First of all, I would we think that that would be better. First of all, uh, you don't necessarily need to do that, I would think, in the main during the timeline, because the time for doing the Old Republic should have been during the prequel start. I don't know. I, th- I, I would love that to be the next series. Well, yeah. It'd the, probably be a good place to start, but I don't think they're going to do that. Um, I mean, like, Disney has stated that they are working on episodes 10, 11, and 12. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've heard only rumors that yeah. they've actually done but, anything about, like, uh, copywriting the title for episode 10 or anything mm-hmm. like that. It, uh, but the other factor is that they have been interested in working in the Old Republic as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And they said that depending on how well this movie does, they may just move on to the Old Republic instead. Which makes sense. That's fine. Which, well, it gives them a blank sheet, essentially. It lets them have Jedis and Starfighters and Sith Lords uh, without having to deal with the baggage of Okay, do we have to respect the original story? Do we have to respect the original trilogy? Do we have to follow this? Do we have to make sure fans don't get upset when we say they fly now, they fly now, they fly now, and have the fans go, uh, they did fly. They They fly now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're so cool. They fly now. (laughs) They they brought back the original clone, uh, clone, uh, 
clone troopers who were fucking clones of a Mandalorian. So they got the Mandalorian. No, not a Mandalorian. Back. Django and Bob Boba were not Mandalorians. Actually, I thought Django was. No, they were not Mandalorians. Okay. They just stole Mandalorian armor. Well, I hear that many people do that because it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baskar Steel is apparently the stupid good stuff. Yep. It's Hanzo Steel! (laughs) Hanzo Steel, you don't use his armor. I know. Hanzo Steel actually is probably very bad steel because it's a Japanese sword. I'm making a joke. What else you got, David? Um... Well, actually, let me interject one good thing that I really liked about it. Okay. That got me excited. I like I, I like the, the 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 Jedi voices that Ray got in her pep talk. That one, it was weird because like at the beginning of the film, <clears throat> is that another one of your like friendship is magic moments? I I like it. It's no, just, I like the cameo. That one that one was kind of okay. I just didn't. It was eh. It was very fan servicey, but I liked it. For it that. was definitely very fan servicey because at the very, at the very beginning of the film, Rey is trying to communicate with the old Jedi spirits, mm-hmm. and she's failing. And when this popped up, it's like okay, that's somewhat good uh, foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. That when it finally happens, like oh, cool, she can finally talk to the old Jedi masters. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's a bunch of Jedi masters. I mean, the right, the ones you expect are there. Uh, Anakin, Luke. I, I've heard that things like Ahsoka and mm-hmm, Ben, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, a lot of the other ones from the prequels. Yeah, like, and the uh, and the Clone Myth, Wars and, and uh, Rebels. Uh, uh, Kit Fisto. Yeah, yeah. Kit, was Kit Fisto there? No, yeah. no. I Kit th- Fisto was not one of them. Are you sure? Weird. Mm-hmm. I thought I heard his voice. No, we and had. First of all, I don't think he would have been talking, but you should recognize him. He's the. Uh, Green head alien with multiple tentacles off of his back. We had Luminaria Unduli. We had Elias Sakura, Adi Galia, I guess Ashoka Tano, and then uh, and Kanan Jarrus is the other okay. ones that we got. But besides the ones that that are from the movie, they are easily recognizable. Well, I'm guessing some of those were from Rebels and or uh, mm-hmm. Clone Wars. And Clone Wars. Okay. But, um, so th- really that cool. part was actually pretty decent. Um, yeah, but I heard the lines delivered after that big pep talk was pretty cute, bland. We are here. We are here. We are here. No, we no, no, here. no, 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 not that. I'm talking about, I am all the Sith, and I am all the Jedi. That's what you would expect. That's like, yeah, it's corny, but it's a battle of good and evil. What do you want? And the answer is, if you want more, hopefully they'll do that. That's what we've been trying to get them to do forever. But but, no. but this is what the Skywalker story has been. Well, first of all, the problem is is that I think we need to come to the realization that somebody has stated that we need to realize that some of these franchises just need to be put in their coffins and put to bed. But I don't think so. There's plenty you can do with Star Wars. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the what we've been seeing in the, in the, from the Yeah, but they movies. had the chance. They had the chance to make whatever yeah, they wanted. Yeah, you had Rogue One. And, uh, good example of when, when it worked. Solo, not so much. Rogue mean, One, I, okay, first of all, here. I would say Rogue One and Solo don't count. What I'm what? talking about is stuff that is completely divorced from the rebellion and empire conflict. Then the Mandalorian will be your next example of what they can yeah. do. And p- fans, I've heard nothing but praise for it. Like, the, there's a few detractors... And, but their arguments are rather silly. Straw man level? Yeah. Okay. But And you'll see for yourself soon <laughs> enough. But Well, from the first ten minutes that I've watched, I feel like it has some uh, competent direction in that and such, but I can't tell give you a final thing. Mm-hmm. Really, I do have a bit of a peeved-off moment of saying, like, oh, yeah, he has a ability to put people in carbonite in his ship. That seems a bit... It, like improve. But that's from, fine. It, 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 you ended up having this entire facility on Cloud City for the dedication of you know freezing uh, somebody in carbonite. Freezing somebody, not not somebody. They used it for cargo. <laughs> cargo. It's yes. fine. It, I think it, that's the entire reason why they used it for. It's like you freeze it in carbonite. Yeah, I think it's it becomes nitpicky. protected and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, I think they ended up stating that it was sort of a questionable thing of whether he would survive the carbonation process. 
I'm okay. That sounded really dumb. The carbonization. <laughs> I'm I now said, bubbly. Uh, I said carbonation, but carbonation. Uh, okay. You know what I mean. Uh, you're probably not gonna like this next point. Ugh. Is the whole big damn heroes? You're not alone. Moment. I'm like, oh god. I mean, like it was kind Are we of talking about the Avengers Assemble moment. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but they were setting that up. I mean, it was set up, but it was like were, that. Was that was like like we don't have enough ships for our rebellion. Now we have enough ships. Actually, the biggest conf- biggest thing that sounded really bad in terms of plotting and stuff was I'm the spy. I did like the reaction to that. And then my favorite reaction was not the I'm the spy. It's like, oh, yes. And then, bam, we found the spy. That one was more of like, finally, Hux can die. I think, honestly, if anything, it was giving that character something to do. But I think it was fine. Well, it's the the problem of, like, you introduce the idea that there's a spy in this. And it's like, he's the only first order character that we know of. Yeah, they could have just sort of uh, maybe uh, Mm -hmm. subverted our expectations and suggested that maybe he was, but he wasn't really. It's like his adjunct or something like that. But then again, maybe that's also... I didn't subvert expectations by him, one, not doing it for any good reason, and two, immediately dying after he he gives him up. Wait, he literally dies like five minutes afterwards? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, it, uh, it, literally, like he 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 exposes that I'm the spy. Like, goes like, okay, shoot me in the arm so that they don't suspect me, and Finn shoots him in the leg because he's been an ass to them. Well, and yeah. then Finn goes like, why'd you do it? And it's like because I don't want Kylo to win. And then, yeah, literally, that's his reasoning. It's not that he doesn't want the rebels to win. He just hates he Kylo. Just, he doesn't want Kylo to win, which is fine. That works for me. That's very Sith-like, actually. Why, why, why shoot Hux if he doesn't want Kylo? Because it's not like Kylo likes Hux in any way or fashion. Well, no. It like, was just to make it, it believable why they escaped. Why oh, they escaped oh. is that, like, that oh, they got me. And then the guy that's Oh, actually... in other words, oh, a flesh wound. Mm-hmm. So inconvenient. It's just a tiny burn versus my leg! Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I mean, it didn't work. They end up shooting him anyway. And then, like, five yeah. minutes later, we see Hux with a bandage on his leg and a cane. And the yeah. guy that's actually... Yeah, the new character that's been introduced to complete pride. final order. General Pride. pride. General yeah. Pride, who is actually technically um, uh, Palpatine's... Well, yeah, as I said. Uh, Pal- Palpatine's mole. Yeah. And... He immediately turns around. It's like it's the thing from him. It's like they they captured me and then they shot me and guy goes like okay okay and it's like grabs the stormtrooper thing, turns around super fast, shoots him straight in the chest, hands the thing back, goes we found the spy. It feels like it was done for comedy, but it's just. It was a little bit. It was a little comedy for for Hux. Given the fact that, like, I hate... uh, It's very strange because you end up having the first movie in Force Awakens where he's trying to to be essentially, you know, junior commander. uh, I'm trying to remember the name of from uh, Star Wars. uh, New Hope. You know, uh, famous uh, actor. Tarkin? Tarkin, yeah. Yeah. Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin. I think Pride does that better than Well, him. yeah, of course he does that better because he was actually given, you know, to be a heavy role while, you know, Hux in the first one at least had something close to that. Baby Tarkin! Yeah, essentially Baby Tarkin. <laughs> uh, but but then, in The Last Jedi, he was played entirely as pure comedy. He, he never had a serious moment bumbling, at all. Bumbling henchman. Yeah. Yeah. And, I and we're talking about a series where people would gladly kill a bumbling henchman. I mean, how Vader didn't really inspire much respect amongst uh, Imperial officers. Yeah. Let me show you the power of the Force. Uh, we even had a scene in the movie where Kylo Ren reacts the uh, uh, reenacts the whole like, I find your uh, your lack, lack of, of faith, faith disturbing. disturbing. It, instead of just choking the guy out, he literally. Choke slams him into the ceiling. Yeah. It was done pretty quickly. It was done pretty quickly, and it's like... Again, I don't know why this would... It goes... 
I don't get this. I don't understand this feeling. Uh, it's the same sort of feeling I had with Revenge of the Sith. I felt that sometimes when you end up reusing the lines or reusing certain symbology and things like that, or certain actions or scenes, instead of being enhanced by it, by as somebody has joked about George Lucas many times, uh, it's like poetry. It rhymes. This is a quote of George Lucas. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't feel like that. It feels... it cheapens it it makes it less in, it, it becomes, I mean if we, if we were uh, it's before, sort of it's not like we, we were worried about times. it's not like we were worried about details before in this case the details are, are that of course some of his people are going to question the decision to work with the emperor that lost the last war so of course somebody questions it and oh. then obviously they are they are then uh, manhandled by Kylo because that's what he does to people he doesn't like well, so yeah, to yeah. me it all makes sense that this happened mm-hmm but, I mean, like, I'm okay with him manhandling because of the order, but the fact is, it literally came off as the whole... Member berries. Remember that? God. But I'm saying... It makes sense in a situation that somebody in his, in his advisory has to questioned quest- working well, with yeah, Palpatine. I understand the mechanical this advantage like- of this entire scene. It's the idea that you have Kylo Ren make the decision for the First Order, and somebody questions this decision, and to demonstrate the fact that Kylo Ren is still Kylo Ren and not Ben Solo, he kills the guy. Yep. And it's just to demonstrate that, yes, he is still, in fact, evil. Yep. But Like, I understand the mechanical need for the scene. But, but it's, it's a factor that, technically, we already had a scene like that in... Episode 7. We did? I don't even remember. No, no. Well, you ended up having Kylo Ren's uh, hissy fit, where the two stormtroopers go, not dealing with that shit. Yeah. Turn around. Yeah, uh, which probably happened quite a lot. And then you had episode 8, where he pretty much treated uh, Hux as a ragdoll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, So, him continuing his... uh, immature and volatile nature to just simply kill a guy versus Vader's far more calm and collected. I'm going to threaten you enough. And then having Tarkin go like put him down, we kind of need him moment. Mm. In in the factor of like, it just... <sighs> okay. Uh, that reminds me of something else probably worth bringing up because we, we could probably need to close out here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, Solo making an appearance. Han Solo making an appearance. He was not a Force ghost. So. Yeah, I know. Technically, he was. I mean, I think he was kind of a Force vision, maybe. Well, yeah. uh, it was. I've heard complaints over <laughs> whether or not that may have changed over the cuts or things like that. So, but yeah, it was. That... I mean, effectively, he it, it doesn't need to be a Force ghost for what it was, but it's a thing of like, I wasn't expecting Harrison Ford to come back. Because and I thought that was the point of him dying in the first episode, was to, so he could just simply say, yeah, he can sit yeah. out there. But I think it was a manifestation of the Force. I think it was, I think it rhymed, speaking of rhyming real well, when he died in the first movie. Because mm-hmm. they were really mimicking that whole scene. But in this, but at this time, Kylo made the quote-unquote correct decision. Yeah. As opposed to what he did in the last time. Oh, that did remind me. I didn't see Harrison Ford's name in the credits at all. Oh, I didn't even look for it, honestly. Really? I looked for it. It wasn't I, in the big... These are, these are new scenes. Like, because I was wondering whether they would be just simply like doing the same thing they did with Leia, uh, uh, Carrie Fisher, essentially, and just simply use their extensive you know, technology and render somebody with Harrison Ford's face. Why? Yeah. You have Harrison Ford. Yeah, but I don't know if he was contractually obligated or anything. No, but and I think this counts as a cameo. You mean that the idea was is that he didn't show up in the credits just so he could be a surprise? Probably, or maybe he just said, "Don't don't credit me." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? Um, but he was there. Well, we'll was, find out. And it was a very touching moment. It was good. I like how you're. Yeah, I am. Stop doing getting that. irate over how good this film is. No, that I'm kicking the table with the microphone on it. <laughs> and getting irate. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's fine. I. T- I, I like the fight scene on, on the on the old Death Star. That was good. Mm-hmm. With Ray beating him. It's it. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with the fight oh. scenes. I guess in spoilers for you guys, but but I knew about Force Healing a day early. Because of the I knew about Force Healing a uh, month early. I, I, I knew because of the Mando. 
I thought I Force Healing was... I thought it was mentioned in some of the old Legends books. Yeah. Uh, first but, of all, most of these Force powers are probably being brought over from the extended universe, essentially, such mm-hmm. as like being able to jump better, because I heard that was a complaint some people had, and it's like, yeah, that's from the video games, and things like that. And it's not all that hard. If you can pull things to you, you can push yourself forward, so it's not that complicated. Mm-hmm. You just need to demonstrate that in a better sense of like what somebody's actually doing or accomplishing in yeah. terms of even extension. Uh, force healing, I know that's been sort of in the video games a lot, but that's mostly a game mechanic so people can, you know, mm-hmm. not die. Uh, force lightning, that's been known forever. Yeah, force Which lightning. Which Ray used. Long. That was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, some people have been criticizing that, you know, Yoda used it in The Last Jedi, but gee. I, let's stop talking about oh my this. God. Simply so finish <laughs> up here and come to a conclusion. I am of the opinion of I am happy that I did not spend a dollar on this movie. I may watch it after it comes out on like Netflix or something. Or no. Oh, it's Disney not, Plus. It's going to be on <laughs> Disney Plus. Sorry. Which means we'll have to borrow it. Well, it's the fact that they were running The Last Jedi on Netflix for the past, you know, month or mm-hmm. so to bring people up and like, hey, remember these movies? Get ready for Rights of Skywalker. Yep. Eh. Your thoughts? Decent movie, not a decent Star Wars. Okay. No, I, I'm fine with it. I liked it. A good conclusion. Now we can move on. We could have moved on three movies ago. But we didn't. But that's fine. Well, the only reason why I could see why they didn't was because, hey, we still have Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, and Harrison Ford. So why so, not use uh, them? Why not have, take advantage of this? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they could have still done it better, like said, 50 years in the future, and used, like, essentially archival footage of Leia Organa and Han Solo, and have, you know, Luke somehow being able to live a fair bit longer, but not nearly as long as, you know, Yoda did. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll get new stories now. Hopefully, uh, we'll... Hopefully, whatever direction Star Wars takes after this uh, does get better. The family feud has ended. I mean, I think the Mandalorian is going to help a lot keep making sure that Star Wars doesn't go away. I mean, yeah. this is, again, assuming... Well, Star assuming... Wars didn't go away because of a lot of the television stuff. I mean, the Clone Wars and things like that. Yeah, the new season of Clone Wars is going to come out. Uh, the... I think the, the Kenobi series... I mean, uh, there's gonna... also the video games that have yeah. helped it really survive in a lot of times and such. Yeah. Well, I mean, but those have always been kind of iffy, except for this new, the newest one has been critically acclaimed. So Yeah, but uh, I, I can understand that, but I still sort of like, meh. I mean, but, I, but, the, but the non-movie media, I think, is going to help if Rise of Skywalker turns out to be disappointing in the box office, too, Yeah, for some reason. Then at least I think other media is going to show Disney that Star Wars isn't dead. It's just that yeah, but you need to have then, maybe better direction. I've heard from the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, that they were already being thinking of turning Star Wars into less of a big box office, box office uh, you know, movie series. Well, then that's that's bullshit. Into a much stupid. more sublime series, and maybe you know, into a much more lower key like. Television stuff. He, 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 God, it pisses me off. Well, don't worry. We're not going to deal with him very soon because he's going to be leaving Disney soon. Well, good. Because if it's a decision for Star Wars is that we should have less of it, which is what he was saying. No, then you heard the wrong thing. Well, it's not so much less Star Wars. It's just that we're going to move it into a different direction. He he literally said that. that Well, I mean, I don't know if it was literally, but he was talking about the the fatigue that people said they were having for for the franchise. It's like, well, no, you're getting the First wrong information. First of all, the franchise fatigue thing is pretty much just a corporate lie. Because yeah, it's I, just thrown around to just... But I think he believes it. Like, no, I don't think he believes it. I think he's just using it as an excuse to save face for his investors and things which like isn't that. Any, which isn't much better. Uh, I mean, only better if it means that we can still get Star Wars and cool Star Wars. But not much better if... But not much better because he's putting out the wrong thing. Yeah. And making things maybe not better at all. But, so, any more and final thoughts before we, we call it? Well, it's the end of a... Uh, era. Era, pretty much. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if we'll be getting more Disney Star Wars movies anytime soon. Uh, oh, wait. I know the perfect way to end this. We have the perfect thing to replace Star Wars. Because hmm. next year, in the same slot of December... 
Dune is coming out. Oh, I'm excited for that. And Dune, as everybody should know, is one of the inspirations of Star Wars. Now, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make this a long discussion, but yeah, are we going? Are they going to do more than just the first Dune? Uh, they've split the Dune, the first Dune movie, into two movies. Okay, so that's good. going to be Dune, the first novel split into two. Movies. And then we're going to stop after that, right? I don't know. I think they may because it gets think, weird. Well, yeah, it gets weird. But uh, as I watched uh, one person's channel, uh, uh, I forget exactly what his name is. But anyway, the thing of it was is that he really went in depth about how the Dune, while the first book is good, that Dune's story and overall narrative in its uh, actual goal as a story is far more fleshed out in the later books. But they're weird. Well, I don't, Dune's weird. We ended up having I, like the entire trippy thing from the original Dune movie. Yeah, it's just that uh, I've only read the first book and I've read the synopsis for the other ones and it just sounds a little weird. Like what, the Jewish ninjas. I mean, I know that's part of it, kind of. But <laughs> or like the his his descendants turning into giant worms, sign worms. No, too. no, no, no. It's not so much his descendant turns into a giant worm. It's literally his descendant uh, utilizes the worm's actual natural life cycle and somehow has become part of a worm. That's he like actually only a little bit different. He still is part. He's still a giant worm. Yeah, yeah. It's great. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. No. You'll get to it if they no. do the movies. If they do, the God movies, no, we gotta end this. Oh, come we don't on. need this. Okay, we're we're calling it. Everybody, have a good one. Happy Star Wars Day. Happy Life Day. Bye. Happy Ooh. Life Day. <laughs>